gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Hello, welcome to My Two Cents Podcast, hosted by G2. I am G2. This is episode 40, which is entitled Law. But before I get to my topics, let me read you off the National Food Days of the Week. Today, September 19th, is Butterscotch Pudding Day. Tomorrow, September 20th, will be Punch Day and also Rum Punch Day. September 21st, Pecan Cookie Day. September 22nd, Ice Cream Cone Day. September 23rd, White Chocolate Day. September 24th, Cherry's Jubilee Day. September 25th, Quesadilla Day and also Food Service Workers Day. Now, with all that being done, I want to ask you, no, not really ask you, just, yeah, ask, how's y'all day been? How's y'all week been? I hope it's been well. I've been praying for uh, you guys. I've been praying that everybody that's listened to me within the sounds of my voice and everybody that's also on this planet has a great week. And if you haven't, just have no fret and have no fear. This week will hopingly and more than likely be better for you. And you will see a some things new. You, I'm hoping that everything will be a brighter week for you this week. I'm hoping that you will get what you want out of this week. You will get to uh, enjoy this week better than you did last week if you had a uh, horrible week last week. And if you did, I'm sorry. But um, my week was fine. I'm still uh, learning German. I don't. I I am uh, afraid to uh, try to pronounce anything else in German for you guys right now because uh, I told you already my German's kind of chicken scratch, cat scratch, if you will. But I'm still learning it. And once I learn more and I'll get comfortable comfortable more, I will try to pronounce more German words to you guys on this uh program before I am done with German this semester. Um, other than that, I've been uh, pretty well. Uh, my week's been decent. It's been a good week for me, but I was hoping that you guys had a good week. Now, let's get on with the topics. The first topic I want to talk about is the Murdoch family uh, tragedies that's happened so far. Well, I say tragedies, but in certain people cases, they just might say it's been a uh, a saga. In CNN's case, they call this uh, the Murdoch family saga, a tangled web of secrets and murder. And this comes from CNN.com. And they even got it on their YouTube page. So if you want to listen to this on their YouTube, you can go to it and you could just type up uh, the Murdoch family saga and it'll pop up to you. But let me just read you off a couple things that I found interesting on this. But let me start off with the introduction. A powerful family, a deadly boating accident, two mysterious slayings, drug addiction, stolen money, and a bot shooting in an alleged insurance fraud scheme. It sounds like someone took a list of sordid elements and stuffed them all into a crime thriller so twisty it could only be fiction. But the torturous tales of the Murdochs, a predominant South Carolina family with shadowy secrets, is real and is far from over. Let me just give you out the... Uh, Picky parts that I got out of this. Um, and as it reads, beginning in 1920, Rudolph Murdoch Sr. was the first in three generations of solicitors 
for the 14th Judicial Court, which oversees prosecutions in five counties. His son, Rudolph Murdoch Jr., succeeded him in the position for nearly five decades. Rudolph Murdoch the third, Alex Murdoch's dad, then replaced him and served through 2005, marking 87 consecutive years that the family-led prosecutions in the area. Which that means is this family has been a predominantly, um, predominant family in that area. A.K.A. they have a whole lot of stroke. They know a whole lot of judges. I mean, if they wanted to get away with murder subsequently, they probably could. But that's just my speculation on that, but continuing on. The Murdochs, including Alex and his younger brother Randy, have been have long been partners in a regional law firm with courts well with offices in three counties. They have focused mostly on personal injury litigation and have won big settlements for their clients. We're no different than anybody else. We've just been here as attorneys for a long time, Randy Murdoch told ABC News in June. I see words like dynasty used in power, but we're just regular people. Rudolph Murdoch III died in June at the age of 81, three days after his daughter-in-law and grandson were killed. Now, this is about to get into the juicy parts of this whole thing, and again, I know nothing about this until it starts hitting my, well, airwaves from my mother and also the news, but majority of my mother. She tells me about this Murdoch guy, but I'll get more into that in a minute, but let me just read off more for what CNN has for you. The Murdoch's troubles, at least in the eyes of the public, began in February of 2019. Paul Murdoch, a younger son of Alex Murdoch, was, plotting, was piloting his father's motorboat with five friends early in the morning of February 24th when it struck a bridge on Archer's Creek near Paris Island. He was 19 at, a time, at the time and a student at the University of South Carolina. One of his passengers... Mallory Beach, also 19, was tossed from the boat. Her body was found a week later. A 911 call was placed from the crash site at roughly 2.30. Three people aboard the boat later told investigators that Paul Murdoch was driving, although another passenger identified a different person as the driver, according to an affidavit. Investigators searching the boat found a cooler full of beer along with empty cans and bottles of alcohol, according to CNN affiliate WJCL. Authorities would charge Paul Murdoch with driving, well, with boating under the influence, causing great bodily harm and causing Beach's death. He pleaded not guilty and was still awaiting trial when tragedy struck the family again. And now we're about to get into the real juicy part right here. On June 7th, emergency dispatchers received a 911 call from a distraught Alex Murdoch. He told him that he had just arrived home and that he found the bodies of his wife and son wife Maggie and son Paul lying on the ground near their dog kennels. Maggie, who was 52, was shot multiple times with a semi-automatic rifle, while Paul, who was by then 22, had been shot at least twice with a shotgun. The dispatcher asked Alex, are they breathing? And Alex told him, no ma'am. And just to put the killings in context, those killings, those murders happened this year. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, Alex Murdoch has denied responsibilities in the killings, which still to this day have been remained unsolved. Now we get to the latest news of the whole Murdoch uh, family saga right here. On September 4th, the Murdoch saga took yet another turn. That day, Alex Murdoch called 911 and said he had been shot in the head by an unidentified man while changing a tire on the side of the road, not far from his home. 
a family spokesperson said the family expected Murdoch to recover and asked for privacy, saying the Murdoch family have suffered through more than any one family could have imagined. But a week later, Murdoch admitted to authorities that he had conspired with the man identified by police as Curtis Edward Smith, a former client of Murdoch, to kill him as part of an insurance fraud scheme. Murdoch had hoped his surviving son, Buster, could collect a $10 million life insurance payout, according to an affidavit, to support against Smith. Murdoch wanted to end his life, but believed his life insurance policy had a suicide exclusion, said his attorney, who added that his client wanted to protect his only living son. Murdoch provided Smith with a firearm and told him to shoot him in the head, affidavit said. Now... I don't know what to make of all this. Again, I don't know much about the Murdoch family. Reading that was brand new to me about anything with this. Because again, I live in my own uh, surroundings. I live in my own bubble. I do. And every human being lives in their own bubble. Whether people want to admit it or not. Yes, we are in this big fish. uh, Big old ocean. This big fish tank. But within this fish tank. Within our own living organism selves we all live in our own bubble i didn't know nothing about this until my mother called me up earlier in the week and asked me joe do you have any topics do you know what you're going to say and i said no i'm going to search for something and then she asked me about have you heard about this and i said no i haven't heard nothing about this so as i digged up and i did research and i looked up, up up into it i can see how one person this Alex Murdoch gentleman would want to kill himself. But if he was going to kill himself, he should have did it earlier. See, my thing is, and I'm going to get to the whole uh, speculation of him hiring a hitman and him flipping and turning on his hitman. Alex Murdoch lost a wife and his son this year. He had one more son left. See, it's only him and his son, and he's a lawyer, so he has to deal with Mad multiple cases and a lot of cases for a lawyer is very stressful. So that will turn him into either doing some type of narcotics or alcohol or something to get all that stress and depression and all this anxiety out. So and also yeah, uh, his lawyers uh, did try to say because now they're trying to say that he was uh, addicted to opioids now. So again. Him turning to drugs because his wife and his son died earlier this year. Him taking drugs is kind of on on is on is on brand. It's down the path for what somebody would do just to try to relieve their stress and pain. So for him to want to commit suicide on September 4th, that is possible because he has thought about it. He's thought about it, and he said that he wanted to have his son collect a $10 million insurance. His son, Buster. See, my question would be to him is, okay, who would be looking after Buster if you were to kill yourself? Because Buster would then have nobody of immediate family. What I mean by immediate family, I'm talking about his mother, father, siblings. Buster would literally be on an island by himself. Yes, his uncles would take him in, but Buster, the living son, will have to wonder why his father killed himself. Why is this happening to me? And you don't know if he will start trying to binge on alcohol or getting some type of drugs again. So Alex Murdoch did a wrong thing in trying to kill himself with a hitman. 
And secondly, now I want to get to the hitman now. How do you fail a killing job? You're supposed to kill, shoot somebody directly in the skull. How do you fail at that? Literally, how do you fail at killing someone if you're a hitman, just shooting somebody directly in the skull? I don't get it, but again, I have never shot a gun. So I don't know if it if his arm was too weak to hold the gun and when it shot off and he just felt the force and he kicked back on his arm, he like uh, his arm moved and he shot uh, Alex directly in a part of the skull that wouldn't kill him or whatever. But I got to turn back to something again. Whenever it was reported that Alex got shot in the head, they said it was a uh, it was it wasn't that bad of an injury. It was something that was like manageable. It wasn't like, oh my God, he got to get brain surgery. Oh my God, something. Like, no, it was like a little flesh wound. So again, this was a poor hitman himself. And I want to now get to why did he flip on the hitman? I don't know why he would flip on the hitman. I think he's mad that the hitman didn't take the job out. So he wanted to get a little bit back on the hitman for not doing what he paid him to do or doing what he asked him to do. I don't get it. it. It will never make sense to me. But Alex Murdoch did have somebody try to kill himself, and that failed. So now he's in, well, jail now, but he's out on bond. But again, this is all weird. I will stay up to date with all this, and I'll try to give you guys updates. But before I do get off this uh, Alex Murdoch and the whole family thing, I want to talk about his son and his wife being killed. I want you guys to think about this. His son in 2019 was driving his father's boat on a river or whatever the crap it was. He hid something and one of his passengers got out of the boat, flew out, and a week later, the her body showed up on land, right? She's dead. The son has trial to wait for, but... You being around that area, your daughter being killed, you're going to start doing research on who in God's green is this son, who is their family, da 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 And once you find out who's the son is, who his father is, father is a lawyer who has a lot of legal ties within that county, who has a lot of backing, if you will, you, as a regular civilian, will think, okay, the fix is in. That son is going to serve no jail time. The son isn't going to pay for the crimes of what he has done. My daughter is dead because of that pipsqueak, that pissant. You, as a parent, will think that. Because every parent will. I don't care if somebody's going to tell me. No, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, you will. And if you say you wouldn't, you haven't had a kid yet. I can tell you right now, you haven't had a kid yet. Because let me tell you something. Somebody does something to my sister off-rip. I'm almost like a father figure to her, even though I'm in a brother role. I'm almost like a father figure to her. I'm going to have a problem if somebody does something to her. I'm going to have a legit problem because I will want to know everything about that family's background to know, okay, do they have any type of stroke? Do they have any type of uh, legal backing, any type of money backing? Are they financially uh, wealthy? wealthy? I mean, everything down the line. I will want to know all of it to see, do we have a chance in court or anything? And so if I were that family that lost my daughter, yeah, I would know, and I would see like, okay, we ain't got a legal foot to stand on this at all. He's going to get 
out. The fix is in, as they will say in sports. The fix is in. So they waited two whole years. And this is just me speculating this. This is not me saying, oh my God, they did do it. So why didn't somebody arrest them? I'm just throwing out what my head is going through and what my head is thinking. He waited, their family waited two years for everything to die down because the son hasn't went to trial or nothing. He was still awaiting trial for two whole years from 2019 to 2021. The family got tired of it. They had long enough. They went up to the house of this lawyer. They see the wife and they see the son there. They couldn't take it no more and they just started ringing off and started just letting shots off. And the wife and the son are now dead. Now again, this is not saying that that the Beach's family killed uh, the Murdoch's mother and son. Not saying that at all. I'm just giving you a theory from somebody who, in that position, I can see what they will be thinking and how they would try to possibly even do something like this. But again, I am not putting the Beach's family in this uh, predicament and saying that they did that to the Murdoch family. I'm not doing that at all. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. This is all, but this is all me just speculating and me having allegations or speculation, whatever type of word you need to say that this is not true, okay? I can see how somebody would do this. I can see how a family would plot and wait for two years for something like this. So I will be constantly looking at this because now I'm really interested in this because personally you turning and flipping on your hitman to say that yo he uh I paid him to kill me and he didn't do the job no you take that with to your grave bro I don't know the man I don't know who tried to kill me at all you just you gotta die with that because you hired him and he failed the job yes he failed at it but you hired him that blame is all on you so with that being said Alex Murdoch, yo, you were dummy for that one, fam. You are a spiteful dude for snitching and flipping on Mr. Curtis Smith over here. The guy who was doing you a solid. I don't think he wanted to kill you at all, personally. Being asked to kill somebody is really weird. If somebody were to tell me, Gerald, I'll give you a million dollars right now. Come to this house at one o'clock. You're going to kill me. Yo, I'll be like, no, I'm not going to do that. But then you will think, okay, he wants to die. And I'm kind of doing him a solid. And he's paying me to kill him. Huh. You would, you would weigh out the morality and then the financial side. Do you need, the, do you need it for financial? Or are you going to think about it on the morality side? He doesn't want to be here anymore. So I'm doing him a solid. And he's paying me in the process, so I am on a win-win situation. I get to end his life for him because he doesn't want to do it for himself, but he wants to go, and I am getting money out of it. So yet again, win-win. So with that, all of this being said, I will be looking and constantly uh, looking up the Alex uh, Murdoch situation. I'll be looking and telling you whenever his trial is set, and... Uh, I will just be giving you guys more information whenever information does come out and give you my two cents on the matter. But with that being said, on to the next topic. The next topic being a coming from Yahoo News, and it reads, 
Black woman sues police union over misleading Facebook photo of toddler's son. As it reads, a black woman who was pulled from her car and beaten by Philadelphia police during a protest last year is suing a police union for posting what she calls a misleading photo of her terrified toddler on social media. Attorneys for the women said the Fraternal Order of Police, the country's largest police union, posted a Facebook photo of Rakita's Young's then two-year-old son in the in a police officer's arms last October, claiming the child had been lost and wandering around aimlessly. However, a police had actually taken the boy after the officer smashed Young's car windows with the child inside, dragging Young from the vehicle and beat her, according to Young's attorney. She hadn't broken any laws. I will never forget what those officers did to us that night, Young said at a recent news conference. For them to portray me as this type of mom who wouldn't know or care where her child was while chaos was happening all around is very hurtful. All to promote a political message of fear of black people and civil protesters. Our physical injuries may heal, she added, but the pain of seeing those images of my son in the arms of an officer and that horrified caption written to describe that picture may never heal. Young is seeking more than $50,000 in damages in her suit. As her attorney says, she endured harassment, anxiety, depression, and a damaged reputation as a result of the social media posts. Young filed the lawsuit on September 9th, just days before it was announced that the city of Philadelphia had agreed to settle an earlier lawsuit stemming from the attack and will pay her $2 million. Additionally, after an investigation, two officers were fired and more than a dozen officer others were awaiting disciplinary action, according to the New York Times. Officers with the police union did not immediately respond to a request for comment from NBC News. Young's latest complaint accuses the police union of posting, the, posting an internal lie to promote its political agenda. The now-deleted post read, The child was lost during the violent riots in Philadelphia, wandering around barefoot in an arena that was experiencing complete lawlessness. The only thing this Philadelphia police officer cared about in that moment was protecting this child. We are not your enemy. We are the thin blue line, and we are the only thing standing between honor and anarchy. The post was shared at least 700 times. And I ain't gonna front. Looking at this photo, it looks nasty knowing all the uh, history and knowing all the experience this woman had while this photo was being taken. Listen here. I have seen a lot of shady things. I have read a lot of shady things, but this one, come on now. You as police officers, again, your job is to protect and serve. And you doing this, you taking a photo of an officer holding somebody's son as they are getting beat up is not, that's not the way. It's not the way at all. I don't know what you're thinking. This is so stupid. One, you can't be taking photos like that. This is, this is almost, you know, this is almost an excuse for a police officer to say, well, we were trying to comfort the child. No, you, you no, no, no. The child's mother's getting beat down. Okay. You might think, or just a police officer trying to comfort the child. No, what you guys could have done is try to figure out what was going down. And again, even in this, we're still not understanding what Miss Young's got pulled over for. What we do know is that 
her son was taken out of the car after officers smashed Miss Young's car windows with his child inside of it and then dragging her out of it. I don't get it. I don't get any of this at all because you know what, okay, you know what would be funny? A police department would have said that, oh no, she uh, sped, she it was a speeding uh, incident or she got belligerent with officers, or she wasn't following the rules, or she wasn't following protocols. You know we have seen all these types of comments coming out of police uh, stations and any type of police uh, unions or regions or whatever the case may be. We have seen it. We have seen them try to make up and say in whatever they want about why they did what they had to do. This one, as I just read to you, there was no police official like statement to say why they did what they did to Miss Young. There was no police statement. The only thing we got out of this was that a they posted up a Facebook post of a police officer holding Miss Young's child, but they tried to make it seem that this child was wandering around while Philadelphia riots were going down. That is nasty and that is disgusting on a lot of levels. You can't do that as a human being. That is what we like to call um, false advertisement. You can't do that. You can't false advertise this. You as a police officer, you know what your job is. Your job is to protect and serve the people in your county, the people in your location, the people in your area. That's your job. I don't know what you were doing whenever you did this post. Were you trying to made people less afraid of police officers because, well, the George Holt, we're still living throughout the whole George Floyd thing and Black Lives Matter thing and everything else. Maybe that's what you're trying to do, but you did it with by lies and deceit. That's no way to get the job done. For you to want to change people's ideas on you, you have to give people the facts and the truth and let them Decide for themselves, will they listen to it or will they still stick with their own political, not even say political, because I'm tired of hearing people saying their political agenda. Will they stick with their own narrative of how police officers are? In the black community, we already have an idea of what police officers are. You guys are legit the enemy towards us. And it keeps on getting bash into our heads every single day when we see posts like this and when we see videos of black people getting beat down by officers it keeps on it keeps on being perpetuated in the black community constantly and constantly over and over again now for me personally i don't like looking at police videos at all i don't like looking at uh police at all. I don't like driving by police officers. It doesn't tense me up, but I just don't like seeing them. I don't. If I see them, I just like, okay, I just drive by them. If I see a police officer walking down the street, I ain't going to head nod them as I would head nod every other person. Now, I might head nod a black officer because he's a black man, and that's always my uh, initiative, my thing as a black man when you see another black man walking up to another black man or even they're bypassing you and you guys make eye contact you guys nod your head up at one another and to acknowledge that i see you you see me that's what we do and that will be my initial thought whenever i see a black police officer we look at each other we lock eyes and i'll probably just nod my head at them and they'll probably nod back because that is our initial response towards one another 
But then in the back of my head, after that, I'll be thinking, I just had not a police officer. But the first thing we're saying is, he's a black officer. He knows our struggle. He ain't one of them. But then if I happen to see a black officer do something wrong to another black man or a black female, another black individual, I'm going to look at it like, oh no, dude, what are you doing? You are Uncle Tom now. You are a coon. You are everything that we fight against. You are everything that we have suffered for hundreds of years as a black race. But again, I just want to stick to it. Police officers. If you want to change the narrative on you, you guys can't be giving out posts like this and making up something like this. This is disgusting, and I hope she wins this. Again, you guys were doing something that is unethical. You can't be taking a photo of this and then trying to post it as, oh my God, we were doing something right because this child was wandering throughout the streets. That was a lie. You guys took this kid away from her mother while her mother was getting beat up around the time. Again, this whole thing was a false narrative. It was a fake announcement. It was nothing but a false propaganda that you're trying to spread up onto the whole entire country. That's not cool. That's not right. You got to do better, especially Philadelphia. Come on, dog. Y'all know better. You guys know better. Do better, man. Do better. Here's another topic with police officers, and this comes from, again, Yahoo News. As the topic reads, California police officers accused of brutally beating black teen in rare indictment. As it reads, two former Stockton police officers were indicted by a grand jury Friday on federal charges for the beatings of Devin Carter, a black teenager, in December, an incident that left the minor with two black eyes and was appeared to be the imprint of a boot on his cheek. Former Stockton officers Michael Stills and Omar, I don't know how to say homeboy's last name, so I'm not going to try, were each charged with two counts of assault. One under the color of authority said San Juan County District Attorney Tori Salazar on Friday afternoon. Both officers were fired from the department earlier this year. The charges represent a rare move in California where indictments of officers remain unusual despite a toughing of use of force laws in recent years. Though more officers have faced scrutiny and even trials, it is uncommon for cases that don't involve legal, lethal force be put before a grand jury. Police, fear, police appear to face increasing stakes in California, though. Currently, a bill that would allow officers to be banned from the profession for misconduct, Senate Bill 2 is on Governor Gavin Newsom's desk, but he has not indicted if he will sign it into law. Da -da 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 -da. John Burris, a civil rights attorney representing Carter, said he believes the Stockton case may be a reflection of increased awareness of police brutality and a growing consciousness of the need for change after the murder of George Floyd by a Minneapolis police officer last year, both for the public that serves on grand juries and for prosecutions who make charging decisions. The charges stem from a December 30th incident in which Stockton police pursued Carter, then 17, for reckless driving after allegedly spotting him breaking the speed limit in a silver 2006 Mercedes. Police said at the time that Carter turned his lights off and, lead, and led officers on a brief pursuit. After Carter was stopped by a pit maneuver, 
in which officers hit the side of the vehicle to cause it to spin. Body camera footage shows officers pulling Carter from the vehicle and slamming him on the ground. Though Carter's hands are on the wheel and he appears calm as officers approach, Carter can be heard yelling, I'm not resisting. An officer yells back, yes you are, in the grainy footage which shows multiple officers hitting and kicking Carter as he lies curled on the pavement. Four officers were involved in the incident but the grand jury declined the charge of two of them. Those officers have been on administrative leave, but will return to active duty, said Stockton Police Department spokesperson Joseph Silva. It was unclear why the grand jury made its decision, but Salazar says she was asking that the transcript of the proceedings be made public in the coming days. After the grand jury announcement, Carter said he was disappointed that only two officers were charged. He said he still feels panic when he drives and is worried about being pulled over by the officers who were not charged. It just scares me, he says. Stockton police said in a statement that it supported the grand jury's decision and believed this process was fair and impartial. The Stockton Police Department recognized early on from an internal review that there was an issue with the use of force, the statement from Silva said, and this and that was why we fired the two former officers. See what I'm saying? If you just went back to my last topic, I just talked about how I just said that the Philadelphia Police Department didn't put no type of comment out about anything. And you look at this topic where this Stockton Police Department put out a comment by saying why we fired the last two and that we are happy that the grand jury did what they had to do, that this process was fair and impartial. Do you not see what I'm talking about? When a police department actually feels that they've done wrong, they actually say nothing. Usually when a police officer or a police department really have brotherhood and all that shield garbage around them, they try to say something. And that's exactly what happened with the Stockton Police Department right here. You just heard me read that Carter was hit. His car was hit with the pit maneuver, whatever the crap and garbage that is. He gets pulled out of the car. He's gets slammed onto the pavement, a 17-year-old, which, okay, cool, you do whatever you want with that, but a 17-year-old should never be slammed on the pavement by anybody, and he yells out, I'm not resisting, and then you get officers yelling out, yes, you are, and then you get them pounding on the kid, kicking him and punching him. I feel that, you know what, we need to do, I'm not going to say do, matter of fact, I'm 50-50 on it. You want to do away with police officers, and then you don't want to do away with police officers. You want to do away with them because incidents like this and the incident that I just gave you, the last one, where people are literally getting pulled out of their vehicle and then getting stomped out, or as the South would say, mollywopped, and you do nothing about it. Yes, the two officers got fired, but you don't mean to tell me that the other two didn't get fired. No, they're on administrative leave, but they will be returning back to duty. What are you, what are we talking about here? They should have been fired and they should have been charged. Whether the grand jury wants to do their job on that or not, you got 50%. That's still an F, ladies and gentlemen. And people might say, well, Jerry, this is Gerald, this is a grand jury. They looked at the evidence and then they saw it. Dog. You have a kid that got stomped out by four of them, and you only got two of them that you are saying, yeah, we're going to 
do something with these two, but these other two, nah. I want that footage to come out to the public so I can see it, and I will at least say, you know what, I can see where the grand jury did do nothing about it. But were they around seeing this stoppage and beat down having a good so they can still be charged with something. Because if you mean to tell me that you can charge a person that drives a car to a burglary as being a what? Uh, what's the word? God, 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 an associate for the crime? It's, the word's not coming to me right now. God, it's not coming to me. But I guarantee you a week from later it's going to pop like, ah! But he was an assistant or an associate to the crime. He ultimately gets charged for that as well as also because he probably didn't do the burglary, but yeah, you were the getaway driver. Yeah, you stood around and saw it happen. You could have did something. That's always what police officers and lawyers and everybody will say to him. So did these officers, these two, that didn't get charged, did they happen to sit around and see this happening? Did they see these two officers or how many other stomp this kid out? And they did not even pull him a subpoena, pull the officers off of the kid. There's so many things that's wrong with this. You got two out of the four. You got half. You should have gotten all of them. All of them should have gotten completely arraigned up and say, yo, we're going to take this to court and blah, blah, blah. But we're only doing that with two. And you put the other two on administrative leave and now they're going to come back to work. And now you got the kid even coming out to the public and saying, hey, or I have a fear of driving and then I get pulled over by these two and what might happen. That is a legit fear for black people. We get pulled over by officers. What is, what's going to happen to us? It's always that guessing game. Are we going to have a good day where we probably might get a ticket or even my warning or whatever the case may be? Or is it going to be one of these cases that we see on television we get a rude butt officer coming up to you and saying and talking reckless out of the mouth. And then we'll, one of us will have to grit their, our teeth to not say nothing towards them and try to be on our best behavior. But still ultimately either get beat up, get tased, get pulled out of our car and be harassed by an officer, whatever the case may be. This is what black civilian life has to deal with in America. I can't tell you how it is over in other countries. I would love to know how it is in other countries. So if you're a foreigner that's within the side of my voice and you happen to be a person that's not Caucasian, tell me how it is for you over in your foreign countries. Tell me how the police officers or people that are in the law, the officials over there, would treat you when you get pulled over. Do you have any type of issues when you get pulled over like black people or even Hispanics have in America? I would love to know this because that doesn't get talked about enough, if that is the case. But getting back to this, I do wish that the grand jury did grab the other two. Because if you mean to tell me that you can get somebody for just driving to somebody's house and letting the other two uh, burglarize the house and even kill the victim, while you can still charge the getaway driver for uh, accessory, there it is accessory to the crime and accessory to the murder and they didn't even do none of it they were just a getaway driver and you just charge them as accessory to it you can charge these officers as accessory to a beatdown of a civilian you could have still did that but you chose not to for what reason i don't know i would love to see the footage to see what the grand jury saw that's just my again two cents on it but i want this to end i want black officers 
and or just officers in general to quit being douche to black civilians, black people, people that are not Caucasian color, people that are not white, people that are not, oh my, it's an everyday process for black people when we're on the, when we're on the road. My mom has a frightening feeling for me and my brother every time that we have to go leave from our house and go to college every single time that we do. My mother wants us an everyday update. Tell me when you get there. Call us when you're home. Da, 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 da. And I understand it from a son and also a parent perspective. I do because... I am her son. I am her baby boy. We are her children. She has seen us grown up, and she is not going to allow us to walk out of this life being taken out by officers who had nothing to do with us, who had nothing. They didn't raise us. They didn't clothe us. They didn't feed us. They didn't protect us. They just killed us. My mom's not allowing that to happen. So I understand what, why black families have to talk to their children every single day or almost before they get their driver's license. Hey, yo, okay, now we got to have to talk with you. We got to sit you down and tell you what you now, a new set of rules that you got to deal with, a new set of game chips, a new set of uh, rules for the game that you are now in as you're driving a vehicle. This is the type of stuff that black parents have to deal with that I'm not sure any other ethnicity has to deal with. I'm pretty sure Mexicans have to deal with it. I'm pretty sure Middle Eastern uh, individuals have to deal with it over here. The only people that don't have to deal with it are Caucasians, in my opinion. I haven't heard from a Caucasian uh, person in my lifetime telling me that they worry about police officers having to pull them over because of their skin color. I have never heard that, and I will never hear that in my lifetime because that's not the case. You will hear that from an Hispanic person. You will hear that from a Middle Eastern person. You will hear that from a black person. You'll hear that because police officers have been ingrained in our, each one of our societies, each one of our cultures, that they are the enemy. Period. It is what it is. And again, I want police officers to do better. Not every police officer is a crooked cop. There are police officers out here that are doing the right thing, that will stand on their uh, morals, that say, nah, you did something wrong, now I got to turn you in, and will be looked down upon by other people in their, uh, in their crew because you turn on one of your own. Nah, they're not one of my own because I'm a part of the human race first, and this is when we get into the human race first, ladies and gentlemen, that argument. When you are saying that you are a human first before your job, you're not, I'm an officer before I am a civilian. I'm an officer before I am black, before I'm white. No, you're not. You got to flip that. You are black before you're an officer. You are Hispanic before you're an officer. You are Middle Eastern before you're an officer. Hell, you are white before you're an officer. And in the time that we're in, we're supposed to be linking up with one another to try to change the world. And I put that in quotes because that's not the case at all. We are always going to be a crab in a barrel mentality until we all legitimately come together. And the first thing that we do need to figure out is police officers killing minorities because that is a constant thing or brutalizing minorities is a constant thing. But then again, hey, this is just my opinion here. And, uh, 
that's all I got to say about this topic. But again, I'm disappointed in the grand jury for only getting two out of the four. I wish they would have gotten all four. And I do wish uh, Mr. Carter some type of uh, peace when he does have to drive um, and he don't get pulled over by officers. I do wish that he didn't have to feel this type of pressure. But me being a black man and me being a son of a black woman and a black father, I do understand exactly that he's going to fear some, feel some type of fear whenever he drives by officers now. So for that, Mr. Carter, I do wish you, uh, I will be praying for you. You will be in my prayers just like everybody in this uh, lifetime. But um, just know it will get better. It's not going to, it's, it's going to get better. Don't worry about every waking moment because if you worry about it, here's some piece of advice. If you worry about an officer trying to pull you over, you're going to make mistakes on the road and which more than likely will cause you to cause an accident. And if that happens, they're going to put a whole lot more blame on you because you're black for causing an accident, not knowing you have PTSD as a black person from dealing with the cops. Yes, black people do get PTSD from dealing with cops, ladies and gentlemen. That's a true thing. So, Mr. Carter, kind of work on yourself. Just don't worry about police officers just constantly do what you do, drive right, and enjoy yourself on the roads. Don't let police officers take that fear, take that joy away from you as you're driving on the roads. Still be careful of your surroundings, but don't let them take that joy of driving in a car away from you because of this incident. It will get better. Here's another topic I want to talk to you about, and it's about police officers, but it's not about what you think. This one is titles two ex-Miami officers who were bad boy fans to begin prison sentences. And yes, you heard me right. Bad boy friends, fans, as in Mike Lowry and whatever homeboy's name, a.k.a. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, uh, bad boys, the movie. Anyway, as it reads, Roderick Flowers and Keith Edwards are heading to prison after pleading guilty to conspiracy to distribute cocaine to Miami Police officers will be heading to prison next week for their involvement in a drug operation sting. Roderick Flowers, who's 29, and Keith Edwards, 31, who are cousins, will serve one year and three months in federal prison after pleading guilty to conspiracy to distribute cocaine per the Daily Mail. Both officers acted as security for cocaine driven through multiple states for who they believed was the Sinaloa. Cartel is a Mexican cartel, I believe. The pair will be required to complete two years of house arrest and five years probation, which includes up to 1,000 hours of community service per year once released. The officers were paid $5,000 each to pose as bodyguards for the shipment of a half kilo to two kilos of fake cocaine thought to be real to what ended up being undercover DEA agents, according to the Miami Herald. The other men, Mara Manuel Hernandez, uh, Traventa McLeod, and I don't know Lad's boy's name. By God, he has a lot. Were also arrested for their roles in money laundering connected to the drug sting. So basically, three other guys as well. An undercover a source working for the DEA posing as a member of the Mexican cartel arranged money laundering deals with Hernandez that involved drug money 
bringing along Flowers and Edwards to assist in transporting the product from Homestead to Aventura. Hernandez, who run Hernandez Investments, bragged about money laundering for several of his uh, clients and had plans to open more legitimate businesses like barbershops and car washes to clean his dirty money. In the summer of 2020, the meetings that the undercover source held with Hernandez and his accomplices were secretly being recorded, revealing money laundering deals. In August, Hernandez asked Flowers to run a license plate number through the police database for the undercover agent, per the Daily Mail. Hernandez boasted that Flowers was on his payroll as security for money laundering activities. It is said in the complaint, on September 16th, the, conf- the confidential source and undercover agent and Flowers and Edwards transported the DEA supplied cocaine and cars from Homestead to Aventura. The entire sting lasted a span of six months. Edwards reportedly told the supposed drug dealers that he and Flowers were not hitmen and would protect the informant, not the product, if things went awry per CBS4 Miami. Flowers and Edwards were sentenced in late August for conspiracy to distribute cocaine. Hernandez was sentenced to four years in prison for conspiracy to distribute and one money laundering conspiracy count. Edwards, who is a father of three, is a former Navy Guard member. Flowers comes from a family of police officers as his sister and father are officers. His father, Riley Flowers, is the police chief in Bale Harbor, according to CBS 4 Miami. Flowers' attorney said he's very satisfied with his sentence because it gives him the opportunity to continue his life. This was complete and utter stupidity. I'm not sure what this thing was. I read this, and the first time I read it, and I started thinking, hold up, you mean to tell me that two police officers, two black police officers, were, were they trying to help the DEA sting? Were they a part of the sting? What what was it? And then reading more and constantly reading and reading into it? Nah. They were just guys that were getting paid to distribute drug money across uh, states. Police officers, if you are doing some dirty, shysty dealings, don't do it. Be one of the good guys. Don't be a dirty officer. I understand you might not get paid a lot. And that's one reason why you do have a lot of anger as well. Y'all are not getting paid for police officer activities. But that doesn't mean for y'all to be putting hands and feet up on people because you guys are just not getting paid and you're getting angry about that. Nah, that's called go out on a strike. Do a strike or do a walkout or whatever the case may be for you to get paid more. Do that. Don't harbor all that anger and energy and frustration up and try to stomp out civilians whenever you get the opportunity to because you're angry. Nah, don't do that. That's not fair to civilians at all. But anyway, they get paid $5,000 because they're going to transport drugs from throughout states. They get caught. They get busted. They go to jail for about a year and a couple months, and now they got to do straight-up probation after this uh thing is done they're on house arrest for two years and five years probation listen here this just tells you that don't be a dirty officer this is the only thing this topic gives you don't be a dirty officer you don't gotta be a dirty officer just straight up just uh you know what i don't know what type of websites these uh celebrities be getting these uh bodyguards from get a website Promote yourself online to say, yo, I'll be your security and try to promote yourself to uh, 
um, certain rappers that you might listen to, that you might even enjoy their music, certain celebrities, all these type of things. I mean, you have police experience, you have uh, Navy, I mean, military background experience. I mean, celebrities need protection at the end of the day. Movie stars need uh, protection. Music producers, music artists, I mean, people need protection when you're in that type of field that's making so much money. You need protection. So they didn't like their job so much that they had to take up and get paid $5,000 to transport drugs from states. Dog, it ain't worth that. Doing something like that that's so stupid isn't worth it. Try to figure out how you can become a personal bodyguard for some type of celebrity that will pay you buku amount of money and that you also get to travel around with them to all these different places, but you still get paid money for it. That's just my advice on this. I just found this uh, topic. I found this article very, very uh, crazy to me that two black officers would do this, but hey, it is what it is. I'm not cool with it. I feel that police officers should get paid a good uh, amount of money, just like teachers. They're, both professions are paid uh, not well. Because teachers, they are the backbone of children's uh, educations. If a teacher treats you right and they teach you in the ways of how you're supposed to learn something, a student will give easy A's and they will be able to succeed in their educational uh, progression. If a teacher happens to treat you wrong and they're harsh and snarky to you, you are going to try to figure out, okay, what crawled up their butt? What, who pissed in their Cheerios? I mean, you're going to try to figure out what and why this teacher is so upset. And one reason why it's constantly being promoted yearly and yearly, teachers aren't getting paid a lot. Same thing with police officers. I don't think police officers are getting paid that much for doing such a dangerous job of what they're doing. Police officers and teachers are two professions that should get paid a lot of money, or at least more than what they're getting paid now. So if teachers and police officers were to get paid more than what they were doing, I guarantee you one will see uh, students get higher grades because teachers will be incentivized more to teach them in a better uh, facility, in a better way of knowledge, of a better way of just teaching them in general. And also, they'll probably want to try to help out somebody that's struggling much more because why not? Teachers want to help out because that's why they're doing this as a profession. They're wanting to help out the future generation. So, again, they'll be more inclined to do so because they're getting paid a lot to do it. And police officers, the same thing. I think we're going to start seeing uh, police officers stop putting their feet and hands on individuals. I think we're going to stop seeing police officers just be complete pricks to people. That's just my personal opinion on it. I think police officers and teachers need to get paid more. But to this, if you don't like your job as a police officer and you've been working on the force for, what, a year or two, but you have military background or you have a family background to have police officers in the family, I'm pretty sure you have enough skills to be a bodyguard for a celebrity. You should do that. Try to get your services out to people that need your protection. You should do that, but don't ever, and I mean ever, be a guy that's or gal that's being around uh drug dealers and try to be their security guard because you don't know who technically around you is really 
a person that's down with narcotics or a person that's faking it and being in a drug bust as what happened in this situation right here. So again, my advice for police officers, if you have a lot of uh, knowledge about being a police and you have all these experience, be a bodyguard to a celebrity. That's just my two cents on that situation right there. I also want to talk to you guys about another topic that I looked at this week that was really, I saw the video of it too, and it was really just like, wow, to me. But um, let me just read you the topic here. It says, a woman arrested, fired from job after video of her slapping Navy SEAL, well, not Navy SEAL, Navy Sailor on 9-11 anniversary goes viral. Lori, I don't know her last name, is D-S-J-A-R-D-I-N-S. Was is 45 and was arrested on Thursday for assaulting a member of the U.S. Navy at a pizzeria in Connecticut on on the 20th anniversary of the September 11th terrorist attacks. A video of the incident went viral on social media and showed Lori yelling and cursing at Sean Nolte Jr., a submarine, a submariner in the Navy. At one point, she tells him he disgusts her and calls him a piece of crap before slapping him and accusing him of impersonating a service member. Lori, who is from Southington, Connecticut, turned herself into police headquarters on Thursday, according to the Berlin, Connecticut Police Department. She was served with an active arrest warrant, but released on a $10,000 bond. Again, you only got to pay 10% of that, so she was out on paying $1,000. She was charged with one count of third-degree assault and one count of breach of the peace. Her next court appearance is scheduled for September 23rd. After the video was widely uh, distributed out on social media, the Berlin Police Department asked members of the public for help identifying the woman in the video. They asked anyone with information to submit a tip, but after days, they haven't received inf any information. That changed on Thursday, though, and the police department said they received several tips that led to the probable identity of the suspect. Newsweek reached out to the Berlin Police Department for comment, but did not receive a response in time for publication. In a Facebook post, Nolte said he went to the local pizza shop and was with a friend whose family owns the restaurant when the woman came in. She was reportedly constantly staring at him and walked into and out of the restaurant multiple times after getting her food. She told the staff that Note, who was wearing his uniform, is a fake, and that her husband is in the army. She kept claiming that my military ID is fake and proceeds to show me her dependent military ID, and screams, this is what your ID should look like, Note wrote in a Facebook post. Assault in the third degree is considered a Class A misdemeanor in Connecticut, the most serious misdemeanor and is punishable by fine of up to $2,000 and a year in jail. Lori reportedly told police she was not in the right frame of mind when the incident occurred, and she was dealing with ongoing mental health issues and a problem with alcohol, according to WFSB. Lori reportedly worked for CVS Health, but the company told WTNH she was no longer employed by the company after her arrest. Again, this is the showing you right here that I don't know what people be thinking. Now, I don't know why she would try to slap or even go up to somebody that's faking being a military officer. There's been videos of people doing that in the past years of a actual army or navy or whatever type of person that's a veteran walking up to somebody that's wearing their uh, 
wearing wearing a uh, military off, off outfit and questioning them about okay the ranking and their positioning and all this type of stuff and there's been you can look at it on YouTube there's been people showing off as being fakes that's just wearing the outfit to get some type of attention or some type of praise or whatever the case may be it's weird to me I don't get it I, that's one thing that's another position that I take real seriously if you're in any type of military uh force whether it be the army the air force the marines the uh any type of thing and i don't want to disrespect any other uh, military uh departments i don't mean to disrespect you if i don't say your department if you are a civilian wearing a outfit from one of those departments and you're not really enlisted why are you doing that it's so stupid so i've seen videos of veterans coming up to people that are in the outfits and they're saying they are part of the service but then they come to find out they're not and they're just testing their gangster they're pulling their punk card and they prove that they're not and then you see the person walking away and you see the veteran just pull their punk card and challenge them and question them and they prove that they're not you understand why veterans would do this but a civilian is married to somebody that's in active service I don't get why they would do that at all you don't know every waking thing about the military yes you're married to it but you're not in the foots you're not in the shoes of somebody that's actually doing the work so i don't understand why you would do that so you slapping this guy for just wearing his outfit yo you bugging bugging you were bugging off rip and for people to say mental health for this mental health is like the thing that's it's like the button that everybody wants to go to now it's the go-to button. I have mental health issues. I have this problem. I have that problem. Uh, da, 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 da. Listen, listen. Everybody on this planet has mental health issues. Certain people are better at covering it more than others. Let's just call a spade a spade here. I am not a guy that has a lot of mental health issues. I have problems from time to time whenever I get angry and I just have to yell it out a little bit or I have to grit my teeth or just hit a desk or whatever, that's just called me being angry. I don't think I have mental health issues like that. But again, I'm 25 and I really haven't experienced things that really will like piss me off or tick me off to make me have mental mental health issues. So I want to put that and lay that at the footsteps. But that just seems like the go-to thing now. Mental health is the thing. And I don't want people to think that, oh, Gerald, you, she might have some mental health issues. She might, and I'm just going to put that on the side, she might, but you can't be attacking somebody like that. You can't be doing that. You have to mind your business. Minding your business is free to do. It doesn't cost you nothing. It's free 99. If you see somebody wearing an outfit, a military outfit, you ain't got to question them. You just say, thank you for your service, or you ain't got to say nothing to them, personally, because there's a lot of people when you go, uh, into any type of stores that might be wearing a Vietnam hat or might be wearing a uh, Desert Storm hat or whatever type of service hat that they are wearing. They're saying that they're a veteran. I don't see a lot of people saying up to them, walking up to them and saying, thank you for the service or even challenging them this. I don't see nothing. I see a lot of people just going about their day because us as humans, we go about our day. We might see the hat and certain people might acknowledge it, but a lot of us don't acknowledge it. We all go about our day. We all go about our business. So, 
for her to just look at this guy that's in his outfit, just getting a slice of pizza, yo, she was on one. She was on one that day. And I can't blame CVS for firing her. Hey, that's the way of the will for a whole lot of companies now. If you do something, we're going to fire you, point blank, period. We're not going to keep you around. We're not going to do nothing. No, 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 no. We got to fire you because you're not going to put your stench of what you did on the internet onto us. We're not going to do that. So, hey, I don't have no more to say about that. She was just on one. And I don't want people to think that, Gerald, you're hurting or you're trying to accost somebody that has mental health issues. She might. But again, you can't be doing that. You got to just mind your business. Mind your business is free. In America, mind your business is free around the world. You ain't got to say nothing. You ain't got to do nothing to nobody. It's free 99. So the lesson for this topic is, ladies and gentlemen, if you see somebody that happens to just look weird to you, and I'm not saying wearing an outfit is weird. Again, I got to preference that. If you happen to see something that just looks odd or weird to you, it's always free to mind your own business. Just go about your day. Because now this woman has lost her job, and she could be facing straight up to $2,000 and a year in jail for just slapping somebody for her thinking that he was a fake wearing a military outfit. Again, minding your business is free. So Americans and civilians have, in my, uh, this within hearing of my voice, minding your business is free. Just mind your business. If you take anything away from this topic, it is mind your business and that's all the topics i have for you guys this week but before i get you guys out of here you know what i'm about to do i'm about to give you guys my social media links to follow me at on twitter you can follow me at my two podcasts on instagram my two cents podcast g2 and if you want to email me about anything because again as i mentioned a couple episodes ago uh life is precious we don't need people to be transitioning out of here willingly only time you transition out of here is whenever something happens to you or if natural causes we don't need you to voluntarily like try to take yourself out of this world because there's a lot of beautiful things going on in this world there's always something that you can see or something that you can uh learn every single day so there's nothing for you there's no reason for you to try to uh transition out of this world if you need somebody to talk to or you just need somebody to be your listening wall you can email me at my two cents pod at yahoo.com. No, it's my two cents pod at yahoo.com. There it is. My two cents pod at yahoo.com. Um, and remember, it's not TWO or TOO when you put the two in, is actually just put the actual number two into all these social media links that I gave you. But for the email specifically, if you want to email me, please email me. I am always ready to read these emails i have no problem reading it and responding to you if you don't want me to say nothing you just want to say hey this i just want to be a listening wall because i feel like nobody's listening to me you can just put that in your subject title and just say listening wall and i will gladly just read it and i will just be there for you just know that you have somebody that you can talk to about anything that you want to talk about because life is precious and we don't need people to transition out of here and um, always remember, I love you all. Please, for the love of God, we need everybody to be on this planet and uh, live well. Because if you're doing well, you're living well. And if you're living well, trust me, you're going to perceive and see the world as a better place 
in a better environment every single day. So always remember, don't try to take yourself out of this uh, planet. Don't try to take yourself out of this world voluntarily. Please, if you are in a depressive state, I'm here to talk to you. You can just email me or you can tweet me or you can just message me on Instagram because my DMs are open. If you want to do that, you can do those things. But it's not needed for you to try to, to, try to transition out of this uh, world that we are in. And with that being said, I want you guys to always remember. I love you, I love you. And with that, this has been my Two Cents Podcast, hosted by G2. I have been G2. And remember, this isn't goodbye. This is until you hear from this sweet-sounding voice again. I love you all. Have a great Saturday. Well, not Saturday. Have a great Sunday. Sorry, I got my days confused. Have a great Sunday. Have a great rest of the week. And until you hear from me again, whether you want to listen to me on my wrestling highlights of the week on a Saturday, or you want to listen to me next Sunday for news topics again, I have been G2. I do love you all. I hope you have a great and blessed day and a great blessed week. And until you hear from me again, I love you all. And Kanye, please take us out. I'm tired. You tired. Uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.